Welcome back to Idgits and Ass Butts. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 4, called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Um, that's the truth. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody should play with dead things. Unless you have, a, like, a degree for that, you know? <laughs> Unless you're, like, a mortician. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in a college dude's house. His name is Neil. There's a girl sitting at its kitchen table, and her name is Angela. He says, okay, we got booze, we got chocolate, and wait for it. Tortured emo rock. <laughs> Guaranteed cure for any broken heart. She says, you didn't have to do all this. I'm fine. And he says, yeah, I can see that. She grabs his hand and thanks him and tells him he's a good friend. And he looks a little disappointed that she called him a friend. <laughs> yeah, little. Yeah, poor guy. Um, someone knocks on the door and she says, it's probably him. Ne- Neil says he'll take care of it. He answers the door and an angry guy says, where is she? Neil says, chill out and think about this for a second, okay? Angry dude says, I need to talk to her. He pushes Neil out of the way and storms into the house. They go into the kitchen, but Angela is gone. So we cut to a car speeding down a road. Angela is driving while crying. Okay, that's a thing that I'm really good at doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't don't think I've had many driving while crying experiences. Oh, man. I don't know why. It happens to me all the time. (laughs) Just like the really, like horrible things that you know people people's deaths and stuff like i managed to do most of my crying about those things while i'm driving <laughs> how do you do that i don't know just because you're like not thinking of anything else as you're driving or like i don't know or just like when i've gotten the news i've been driving or just about to start driving you know what i mean just stuff huh. like that yeah that sounds really unfortunate like why at this specific time does yeah. this have to happen all i've just i've done a lot of it Huh. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I mean, that sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Okay, so Angela's cell phone rings, and she picks it up. It's the angry guy whose name is Matt. He says, Angela, I'm sorry. She freaks out on him, and they argue. She loses control of the car, and it crashes. And we see that she is totally dead, and there's, like, blood pouring out of her mouth. Like, in a fountain-ish way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, literally like pouring, yeah. <laughs> then we get our opening title sequence. So, Sam and Dean are driving in baby. Dean says, come on, Sam, I'm begging you. This is stupid. Going to visit Mom's grave? She doesn't even have a grave. There was no body left after the fire. Sam says she has a headstone. Dean says, yeah, put up by our uncle, a man that we've never met. So you want to pay your respects to a slab of granite put up by a stranger? Sam says, that's not the point. It's not about a body or a casket. It's about her memory, okay? And after that, it just feels like the right thing to do. Dean says, it's irrational is what it is. Sam says, look, man, no one asked you to come. Dean wants to swing by Harvell's Roadhouse instead, and Sam's like, go ahead. I'll hitch a ride um, and meet you there tomorrow. Dean Dean says, right. Stuck with those people making awkward small talk while waiting for you to show up. No thanks. Um, He's like, so then stop complaining. I know. <laughs> also, you think Dean would be fine with making small talk with, like, Joe. You th- Especially Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, Ellen, Ash. too, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem so bad. So we cut to Sam at Mary's headstone. He digs a tiny hole in the ground and puts his dad's dog tags in it. Aw. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. I, I think I cried, actually. Um, <laughs> he says, I think Dad would have wanted you to have these. I love you, Mom. Which is, I mean, like, she died when he was six months old. He literally has no memories of her. Yeah, no, not a one. Yeah. 
So Dean is walking around the cemetery and comes across a dead tree. He notices that the grass is also dead and a perfect circle around one grave. The cemetery has a bald spot. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Okay, hold on. So one time when my brother was really little, so he had these like toy helicopter things and my dad was like already balding at that point and he was like, he was like, laying on his stomach on the ground Mm -hmm. doing who knows whatever he was just like laying on the ground and my brother's like zooming this helicopter around and he sees this big circular bald spot on my dad's head and goes oh look a landing pad and then like (laughs) puts the helicopter down on the top of my dad's head oh no i bet your dad loved that (laughs) oh he loved that yeah (laughs) yeah we still remind that or remind him of that every once in a while that's amazing i'm sure he loves that too yeah that's a good story (laughs) (laughs) um so um he notices that the grass is also dead in a perfect circle around one grave and it's the grave of angela mason her funeral was three days before so dean thinks they got a case but sam says maybe the groundskeeper went a little aggro with the pesticide dean says he asked about that and they didn't use any pesticides or chemicals nobody can explain it sam's like what do you think is going on dean says unholy ground maybe Sam looks unconvinced. (laughs) I mean, really, though. Yeah. Dean says, if something evil happened, it could easily poison the ground. Remember the farm outside of Cedar Rapids? It could be the sign of a demonic presence or the Angela girl's spirit, if it's powerful enough. Sam just walks away. (laughs) Dean says, well, don't get too excited. You might pull something. (laughs) Sam says, it's just stumbling onto a hunt here of all places. Are you sure this is about a hunt, not about something else? Dean's like, what else would it be about? Believe what you want, Sam, but I'll let you drag. But I let you drag my ass out here. The least we can do is check it out. So Sam agrees. Dean says the girl's dad works in town. He's a professor at the school. Sam looks very unenthused to go talk to the dad. So we cut to the school. Sam and Dean knock on Mr. Mason's office door. They introduce themselves and say that they were friends of Angela's and would like to talk to him. So Mr. Mason shows Sam a photo album of Angela while Dean snoops around. He finds a book in ancient Greek and suspiciously asks Mr. Mason about it. But he says he teaches a course about ancient Greece. Dean says, so a car accident, that's horrible. And her dad says, Angie was only a mile away from home when... Dean says, it's got to be hard losing someone like that. Sometimes it's like they're still around, almost like you can still sense their presence. You ever feel anything like that? He's definitely fishing at yeah, this point. Yeah, I know. I just I wrote here, Sam's facial expression is trying to tell Dean to stop fishing. Like, dude, dude, no, 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 yeah. no, stop. Yeah, way too soon for this. Uh, Mr. Mason says he does feel like that, but Sam says that's perfectly normal, especially with what you're going through. Mr. Mason says, family's everything, you know. Angie was the most important thing in my life, and now I'm just lost without her. We cut to Sam and Dean in their motel room. Dean says, I'm telling you, there's something going on here. We just haven't found it yet. Sam says, so far, you got a patch of dead grass and nothing. (laughs) Dean says, well, something turned that grave into holy ground, into unholy ground. Sam says, there's no reason for it to be unholy ground. Angela Mason was a nice girl who died in a car crash. That's not exactly vengeful spirit material. You heard her, father. Dean says, maybe daddy doesn't know everything there is to know about his little angel, huh? Sam says, you know what? We never should have bothered that poor man. We shouldn't even be here anymore. Dean says, so what, Sam? We just bail without even finding out what's going on? Sam says, I think I know what's going on here. It's the only reason I went along with you thus far. This is about mom's grave. You wouldn't step within a hundred yards of it. 
Look, maybe you're imagining a hunt where there isn't one, so you don't have to think about mom or dad. Dean looks super pissed off about all this. Sam says, you want to take another swing? Go ahead, if it'll make you feel better. Dean says, I don't need this crap. He goes to leave, and Sam's like, where are you going? Dean says, I'm going to go get a drink. Alone. I mean, to be fair, Sammy's being pretty obnoxious. Yes, agreed. Like, okay, maybe he just doesn't want to talk about it. Or, you know, yeah. I mean, I get, like, kind of pushing him a little bit, like, hey, dude, like, come on, what the mm-hmm. heck? But, like, at some point, you just have to, like, stop being a pill about it. Like, if he's not ready to talk about it, he's not ready right. to talk about it, you also, know? Also, I feel like <laughs> they've looked into, like, cases, like, with a lot less, like, evidence for the supernatural. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they've looked, yeah. So. Sammy's just a pill. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we cut to Angela's angry boyfriend, Matt, watching homemade videos of Angela and himself hanging out in a park. He gets up to grab a beer, and in the short time that he's gone, we see a plant on his coffee table rapidly wilt and die. He comes back and sits down and pauses the video on Angela's smiling face. Then in the TV reflection, uh, we see Angela's behind him. He turns around, and we see blood splatter on the TV screen. Um, he dead. <laughs> He's so dead. He, he's very dead. Yes. <laughs> also, she's pissed. <laughs> yes, she is. We cut to Dean, uh, who has broken into Angela's apartment using a credit card. He's snooping around when Angela's roommate discovers him. So she freaks out, just like anybody would. And starts calling the police, but Dean says he's Angela's cousin and that her dad sent him over to pick up her stuff. So we cut to Angela's roommate crying into some tissues while they sit on some couches. Dean says, so I'm sure you got a view of Angela that none of her family got to see. Tell me, what was she really like? The roommate says, she was great. Just great. I mean, (laughs) she was just so... Dean says, great. <laughs> and the roommate starts crying again. <laughs> he got himself into a real snotty situation there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what he gets for just breaking in someplace without knocking on the door first. I know, you freaking know? Like, knock. Like, that like, was weird. At least try. You yeah. Know? Like, they usually, I feel like, well, you know, now that I think about it, how often do they actually knock on the doors? They usually just break in. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> but he could have, I mean... He could have knocked on the door and seen if somebody was home and then do the whole spiel anyways. Like, I'm here oh, yeah. to pick up, you know, her yeah. stuff. I'm her cousin, bloody yeah, bloody. easily. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, you two must have been really close, huh? And she says, we were, but it's not just her. It's Matt, Angela's boyfriend. Dean's like, what about him? And she says, he killed himself last night. He cut his own throat. Who does that? He was taking Angela's death pretty hard, and I guess... I mean, he'd been really messed up about it for days. He kept saying that he saw her everywhere. Dean's like, well, I'm sure that's normal. I mean, with everything he's going through. She says, he said that he saw her as an acid trip or something. (laughs) Dean asks if Angela and Matt were a happy couple and if there's any reason Angela would be angry with him. She says, no, of course not. Why do you ask? And Dean's like, just asking, where did Matt live? (laughs) So... (laughs) We, we got to Sam in their motel room alone. He's sitting on the bed watching TV, and we hear, Next on Cinemax, Casa Erotica 4, A Tale of Two Latin Beauties. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Sammy, no. No, no, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dean suddenly walks in, and Sam hurriedly turns off the TV. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, Sam says, Hey. Dean looks at the TV. Sam's like, what? And Dean says, awkward. <laughs> I mean, it is, though. 
It's so it great because really you would think that like Dean would be the one to be in this situation, oh, not yeah. Sam. So it's, yeah. it's great that it's Sam. That he's just like <laughs> contemplating like, am I going to do this? Like, <laughs> like, okay, and here's the thing. Like, is it one of those like he just happened to be flipping through and was like, what is life? Or yeah. like, Did he I don't know. Did he look for it? Like, I feel like... Sammy's reputation is on the line at that yeah. point. <laughs> I think it I think it could go either way. I mean it could go either way. Yeah. But it's just kind of like a what He looked yeah. fascinated. I mean also, yes. He looked a little bit enthralled, but also I feel like he kind of looked a little bit like what? You know? Like, I didn't get I don't that know. at all. I I guess not so much of a what is like a kind of like he was hiding, you know? Like, yeah. If anybody walks in, I'm screwed. You right, know? right. It was a pretty good scene. Um, Sam says, where the hell were you? Dean says, just working my imaginary case. He tells Sam about how Matt slit his own throat after seeing Angela everywhere after she died. He says, um, but I'm sure that's just me transferring my own feelings. <laughs> Sam apologizes and says, maybe there is something going on. Dean says, maybe, Sam, I know how to do my job despite what you might think. Sam says they should check out Matt's apartment, but Dean says that he just came from there and there was a pile of dead plants just like at the cemetery. A dead goldfish, too. <laughs> Poor, goldfish. Poor goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't deserve that. <laughs> Sam says, so unholy ground. Dean says, maybe. I'm still not getting that powerful, angry spirit vibe from Angela. I've been reading this, though, and he pulls out Angela's diary. You Sam, sneaky bugger. <laughs> yeah, Sam's like, you stole that? And Dean says, yeah, and if anything, the girl's a little too nice. <laughs> Sam's like, what do we do now? And Dean says they should keep digging and talk to more of her friends. So we cut to Sam and Dean talking to Neil, who is the friend that Angela was hanging out with at the beginning of the episode. He says, I didn't realize the college employed grief counselors. Dean says, oh, yeah, you talk, we listen, and maybe throw in a little therapeutic collage. <laughs> Whatever helps jumpstart the healing. Like... <laughs> Okay, let me just say right now that I don't think a counselor would ever say that. No, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, Neil, like, yeah, you should be suspicious at that point. I would be, I totally would be. Neil says, well, I think I'm okay, thanks. He turns to go back inside his house, but Sam says, you heard what happened to Matt, right? We just wanted to make sure you were okay. Grief can make people do crazy things. Neil says, look, I'm sorry about what happened to him. I am. But if Matt killed himself, it wasn't because of grief. It was guilt. Angie's death was Matt's fault, and he knew it. She really loved that guy, but the night of the accident, she walked in on him and another girl. She was really torn up. That's why she crashed the car. He excuses himself and goes inside. As Sam and Dean are walking to their car, Dean says, Well, my vengeful spirit theory is starting to make a little more sense. Uh, I think Sam says that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. I know. <laughs> Somebody said it. <laughs> Sam says, so if Angela got her revenge on Matt, do you think it's over? Dean says, there's one way to be sure. Burn the bones. Sam says, are you high? <laughs> Angela died last week, so there's not going to be bones. There's going to be a ripe, rotting body in the coffin. Soup. Yeah. Like the, did no, I, I tell think, you about I don't the think mice soup, soup? Yeah. What? The mouse soup. The mice soup. <laughs> so, it, okay. going to upset me. Um, I, I think don't know. It, I think if it has to do with animals, it's probably going to upset me. I mean, yeah, but not, like, I don't know. It's just about something that was already dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're squinting at me. I don't think you should tell me. Okay. Okay. 
Darn. Sorry. I think I think it's not a good time in my life to hear about it. Okay. okay. Maybe next week will be better. <laughs> but now you have to for the podcast. Okay, tell me about the most. Okay, so my brother, we were all doing yard work outside, and my brother went to go and get a garbage can to, like, put more stuff in, and he, like goes and gets this garbage can out and there is this like liquefied mouse in the bottom of the garbage can like it had just turned into soup and he's like like, oh my god and like you know he's usually kind of like whatever about stuff like that but he's like oh that's gross yeah okay but yeah and so he had to like clean out a garbage fan of can of mouse soup that's so gross (laughs) disgusting god i would hate to do that (laughs) yeah bleach everything yeah (laughs) bleach it all gross (laughs) (laughs) anyways that did not bother me that's the mouse story (laughs) dean says since when are you afraid to get dirty huh so we cut to sam and dean digging up angela's grave sam opens up the coffin and it's empty that would be pretty disturbing that would be very disturbing also i think it's hilarious that they like really don't want to open it because they're both like who's gonna deal with the mouse soup you know right, <laughs> like, right. or the body soup yeah <laughs> probably not quite soup yet at this point yeah I don't definitely think it would be not looking so hot right <laughs> so we cut to neil in his house he unlocks the door to the basement and walks down the stairs angela is there and says to neil i missed you and she kisses him he enthusiastically kisses her back like He's not suspicious at all. No, no. At first, you're kind of like, he's he's looking like, is there somebody down here? But then you see that, like, you know, obviously he knew she was down there. And they've, yeah. been, they've been kissing for a while. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so we, There's been hanky-panky occurring. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Dead hanky-panky. That is the wrong oh, kind. That's not a good type no. of hanky-panky. No, it's, it's like not. the worst. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> So, so wrong. Oh, I know. She looks very clammy, too. Can I just say? Oh, she, yeah. Like, she looks very greenish in this. Yeah. They did a good job making her look dead. Yeah. So, we cut back to Sam and Dean staring at the empty coffin. They notice on the inside of the lid, the fabric's been torn up a little, and we can see some writing in a different language, along with some symbols. Dean says, I've seen these kind of symbols before. So we cut to Sam and Dean knocking on Mr. Mason's house door. He answers, and Dean says they need to talk to him, so he invites them inside. Dean says, you teach ancient Greek. Tell me, what are these? And he shows him a piece of paper with the symbols from Angela's grave. Mr. Mason says, I don't understand. You said this had something to do with Angela? Dean says it does, and to humor him. Mr. Mason says they're part of an ancient Greek divination ritual used for necromancy. Dean says... Before we came over here, we stopped by the library and did a little homework ourselves. Apparently, they use rituals like this one for communicating with the dead, even bringing corpses back to life. Full-on zombie action. Mr. Mason agrees and wants to know what this is all about. Dean says, I think you know, but Sam tries to stop Dean from being an asshole. And I'm pretty sure that he's thinking, Sammy's thinking that, like, Dean's gone dark side at this yeah. point. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dean is not being nice here. No. He says, look, I get it. There are people that I would give anything to see again, but what gives you the right? Mr. Mason's like, what are you even talking about? And Dean says, what's dead should stay dead. What you brought back isn't even your daughter anymore. These things are vicious. They're violent. They're so nasty. They rot the ground around them. I mean, come on. Haven't you seen Pet Cemetery? 
Mr. Mason tries to make them leave, but Dean keeps getting in his face. Sam finally gets Dean's attention and says, look, beautiful living plants. We're leaving. <laughs> By the way, dude, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, none of these plants are dead, Dean. Stop freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam says, sir, we're sorry. We won't bother you again. And Mr. Mason says he's calling the cops. Um, outside, Sam, Sam says, uh, what the hell's the matter with you? Dean says, back off. Sam says, that man is innocent. He didn't deserve that. Dean says, so she's not here. Maybe he's keeping her somewhere else. Sam yells, stop it. That's enough, okay? Enough. Dean says, Sam, I know what I'm doing. Sam says, no. Clearly not. (laughs) Yeah, no, you don't at all. Dean, I don't scare easy, but man, you're scaring the crap out of me. Dean says, don't be overdramatic, Sam. Sam says, you're lucky this turned out to be a real case, because if it wasn't, you would have just found something else to kill. You're on edge. You're erratic, except for when you're hunting, because then you... Because then you're... Oh, okay, sorry. Because <laughs> then I can read my own notes. Um, <laughs> except for when you're hunting, because then you're downright scary. You're a tail-spinning man, and you refuse to talk about it, and you won't let me help you. Dean says, I can take care of myself, thanks. Sam says, no, you can't. And you know what? You're the only one who thinks you should have to. You don't have to handle this on your own. No one can. Dean says, Sam, if you bring up Dad's death one more time, I swear... Sam says, please, Dean, it's killing you. Please. We already lost Dad. We lost Mom. I've lost Jessica. And now I'm going to lose you, too? Dean says, we better get out of here before the cops come. I hear you, okay? I'm being an ass, and I'm sorry. But right now, we got a freaking zombie running around, and we need to figure out how to kill it, right? Sam says, our lives are weird, man. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Two episodes into this life, I would have been like, what is happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this a thing? I actually really love this argument that they just had. You know, I love Sam being like, "You're, I'm losing you too. You know, and I, and I think that that right there is what got through to Dean a little bit. I think so. I think also, though, Sam just really irritates me in this episode. Yeah. Like, the whole time. Because it's like, okay, you know... I mean, of course, knowing Dean later on, like, he's just one of those people, like, he'll talk about it, but on his own terms. You can't needle him and needle him and needle him. He's going to freak out, you Mm -hmm. know, like, but also I feel like anybody would do that. You know, he's like, he's not taking no for an answer. Not in like a, he's just like not being respectful of how Dean is having to deal with this in his own mind, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, dude, you know? Like, I think that Sam, like, is still, like, kind of upset about, you know, how Dean killed that vampire with Gordon. I think probably. I think I think he's still, like, really freaked out about Dean, like, how, you know. He's just like, how, don't care. How yeah. into it Dean was. Yeah. You know what I mean? How he kind of, like, focused all of his ish. Yeah. On, on that, you know yeah. what I mean? I, that's what he's, I think that's what he's talking about when he said that, you know, he's scaring him. Yeah, like, don't take it out. I mean, like, yeah. yes, we want to kill these things, but, like, you're enjoying it too much. Right, know? right. Yeah. So, um, we cut to zombie Angela saying to Neil, honey, is something bothering you? Dean says, it's about Matt. And she says, haven't we already talked about that? Haven't we wasted enough time on him already? Come sit down. You always said that he didn't deserve me, and you were right. Neil says, Angela, you didn't get out and go see Matt. She says, I've been here the whole time. Neil, you really think I could do something like that? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Neil says, no, I don't know. I can't help it. You just seem... She says, 
different? You're right. I am. I've realized you're the only one who's ever really loved me. You, <laughs> you proved that. You brought me back. I'm with you now. Isn't that what you always wanted? As they, like, make out. Again. I know. Ugh. Dude. I don't like any of it. <laughs> she is dead. You should not do that. Like, weird clammy dead. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing. Yes. It's like this, how she looks reminds me of how, okay, so when I went to Whitworth for a year, mm-hmm. the guy's dorm would do um, haunted house every year. That was, like, their thing. Like, each of the different dorms had something that they did per year. So, like, um the dorm that I was in, it was the all-girls dorm, would have, like, a tea party for whoever wanted to come or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, like, they had their haunted house, and, like, there was another one that had, like, a ball every year, or, you know, whatever, you know? Yeah. And so they actually had these, like, professional makeup artists come in and, like, dress up both the girls and the guys from the girls and guys dorm, because we all kind of, like, helped put it, like, the girls were, like, the tour guides through mm-hmm. the haunted house and the guys were like putting it on um but they dressed us all up and or we dressed ourselves up but they did all of our like makeup and everything mm-hmm. and they had me be a drowned swimmer oh yeah <laughs> and I was like super green and like kind of gross looking and it kind of reminds me of that just like clammy like a, a definitely a like more realistic version of like clammy and dead and gross yeah you know like yeah it's just kind of like I'm having weird flashbacks here. Yeah. Yeah, they did an excellent job with her makeup. Like, she really yeah. does look... She looks very dead. Kind of, yeah, just, like, a little bit slimy. Yeah, like, kind of falling apart, yeah. but not quite to the, like, missing limbs phase, and, like, no eyeballs are hanging yeah. out yet, you know? Still beautiful, though. This actress is totally beautiful. Yeah. Even when she's dead. No. <laughs> I hope I look that beautiful when I'm dead. <laughs> I don't think you'll care when you're dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Dean in their motel room. Dean says, we can't just waste her with a headshot. Sam says, dude, you've been watching way too many Romero flicks. <laughs> Dean says, you're telling me there's no lore on how to smoke them. Sam says, no, Dean, I'm telling you there's too much. There's hundreds, different le- hundreds of different legends of the walking dead, but they all have different methods for killing them. Some say setting them on fire. Uh, One said feeding their hearts to wild dogs. That's my personal favorite. (laughs) It's pretty specific. I know. (laughs) That sounds hard, too. Like, let's go find a wild dog. I mean, the best you're going to come up with is a stray. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, But who knows what's real and what's myth? Dean says, is there anything they all have in common? Sam says, no, but a few said silver might work. Uh, But how are we going to find Angela? Dean thinks they got to figure out who brought her back. He thinks that if it's not her dad, then it's got to be Neil because of what he read in Angela's diary. Uh, It's full of entries about how Neil is always there for her and understands what she's going through. Total friend zone. (laughs) I mean, but really. Yeah. Um, Neil is also Professor Mason's TA, so he has access to all the same books. So we cut to Sam and Dean breaking into Neil's house. Dean shouts, it's your grief counselors. We've come to hug. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Dean pulls out a gun and Sam says, silver bullets. Dean says, enough to make her rattle like a change purse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that just Have a little bit of extra bullets bouncing around yeah, there. That just ruined my change purse for me. <laughs> Mine is like heavy enough to bludgeon a cow, I swear. Right? Like it's so dense. <laughs> All of my change goes to Killian now. Like, every time he pees or poops on the potty, we give him money. <laughs> I don't know how we got to this place, but here we are. But if that's what's going to, like, make him do it, then, yeah. you know, like, 
why not? Yeah, it's literally just like, I mean, it's just change. It's not like we're giving him quarters all the time, yeah. you know? Like, here's a penny. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, here's a nickel. <laughs> because then if he makes enough money, he gets to buy a toy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. My dad had him going, every time we gave him money, he'd go, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember him doing that yeah. at one point. I was over here. I was babysitting, and he was like, "I went." He's like, "I went on the potty," and it's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I need money," and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, "I don't have any." Like, yeah. And I totally did, but I wasn't sure if that was a thing or not. Right, and I was right. like, "I don't know if I should be encouraging this or if this is actually a thing." Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> and, and then he's he did do that at some point. He like. Oh, because the next time he went to the bathroom, he just sat there and was like, cha-ching! And I was like, <laughs> what? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing he was doing. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I was like, okay, this must be a thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, thank my dad for that. So, um, so as Sam and Dean are walking around, they notice a bunch of dead plants. They come across the locked basement door and Sam nods toward it. Dean says, unless it's where he keeps his porn. <laughs> Locked up in the basement. I know. <sighs> That's weird. Um, <laughs> Sammy and the porn, man, I'm telling you, this episode. You're right. <laughs> this makes me feel like Sam. No, because Dean's the one who said the porn thing. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. said Sam. Maybe I'm just hearing things. Maybe I said Sam. I don't know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> porn. Somebody said yeah. it. <laughs> Somebody said it, it happened. Uh-huh. So they open the door and go down the stairs. Dean says, sure looks like a zombie pen to me. Sam says, yeah, an empty one. You think Angela's going after somebody? Dean goes over to the window, and the shutters move to unblock the window when he touches them. He says, no, I think she went out to rent beaches. <laughs> she escaped. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sam says, look, smartass, she might kill someone. We got to find her. Dean agrees and says, look, she clipped Matt because he was cheating, right? Well, it takes two to, you know, have hardcore sex. (laughs) Not to tango, apparently. Yeah. There's no tangoing anymore. We've moved past that at this point. (laughs) There's either, there's no in between. It's tango or hardcore sex. (laughs) Apparently. Um, I don't know. It just seems that Angela's roommate was broken up over Matt's death. I mean, like, really broken up. (laughs) So we cut to Angela's roommate staring at a framed picture of Angela and Matt. She hears a noise and goes to the front door to investigate. Uh, Angela is suddenly behind her. She grabs her hair and says, Hi, Lindsay, I'm home. (laughs) In a super sketchy way. Yeah. Like, I would never want anybody to do that to me. Yeah, it was pretty great. (laughs) Lindsay gets away, and Angela grabs a big-ass pair of scissors. She says, You know what you did. Lindsay says she's sorry, but Angela says, Not sorry enough. Angela starts trying to scissor stab her, <laughs> but, but Lindsay kicks her in the leg, and we hear a crack, and Angela falls on her face. Lindsay turns her over, and we see that the scissors have stabbed right into Angela's chest. Her eyes are closed, and she totally looks dead. I mean, but she already looks dead, too, she already, so you yeah. can't trust it. <laughs> yeah. Then Angela opens her eyes, grabs Lindsay's hair, and pulls the scissors out of her own chest. She's about to stab Lindsay, but suddenly Sam and Dean are there, and Dean starts shooting her. Angela runs away. Like, pretty quickly, too. Oh, she's fast, yeah. (laughs) Dean says, damn, that dead chick can run. (laughs) Sam's like, what should we do now? And Dean thinks they should pay a visit to Neil. So we cut to Sam and Dean driving and baby. Sam says, so the silver bullets, they did something, right? Dean says, yeah, something, but not enough. What else you got? 
<laughs> it did enough to piss her off. And yeah. That's about what it did. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, okay, besides silver, we have nailing the undead back into their grave beds. It's mentioned a few times. It's probably where the whole vampire staking lore came from. Dean says, how the hell are we going to get Angela back to the cemetery? And we cut to Neil uh, working in an office. Sam and Dean just walk right in, and Neil's like, what are you guys doing here? Dean says, you know, I've heard of some people doing some pretty desperate things to get laid, but, <laughs> but you, you take the cake. I mean, really, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Neil says, okay, who are you guys? Dean says, you might want to ask Angela that question. Sam says, we know what you did, the ritual, everything. Dean says, your girlfriend's past her expiration date. <laughs> when someone's gone, they should stay gone. You don't mess with that kind of stuff. I just want to say, that's pretty fucking hypocritical coming from Dean. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just, I mean. <laughs> a really? Little. Yeah. A little. <laughs> like, I just want him to think about this later on. <laughs> that's all. You know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> You, you just really think about it before you go judging Neil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Sam says, Angela killed Matt. She tried to kill Lindsay. Neil's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Dean grabs him and says, no more crap, Neil. This blood's on your hands. Now, me and him, we can make this right, but you got to tell us where she is. Neil says she's at his house, but Dean notices a bunch of dead plants and says, are you sure about that? <laughs> No. (laughs) Neil glances meaningfully. (laughs) Can't say that word right now. Neil glances meaningfully at a closed door behind him. Dean says loudly, listen, it doesn't really matter where she is. There's only one way to stop her. We got to perform another ritual over her grave to reverse the one that you did. It's very complicated, but it'll get the job done. She'll be dead again in a couple hours. I think you should come with us. I'm serious, Neil. Leave with us right now. But Neil says no. Dean whispers to him, listen to me, get out of here as soon as you can, but most of all, be cool. No set of movements. Don't make her mad. Sam and Dean leave. Neil opens the door, opens the closed door, and Angela is standing there. Neil says, you said you'd stay in the house. She says, I'm sorry. I just needed to see you. Neil, please, you have to help me. She shows him her scissor wounds, and we see that her body is also starting to decay. (laughs) She's not doing so hot. No. She says, come with me to the cemetery, Neil. They're trying to kill me. We have to stop them. Neil says, you mean kill them? And she nods. Neil says, it's true. Matt and Lindsay. Angela says, they hurt me. If you love me, you'll make sure nobody hurts me ever again. Take me to the cemetery. Uh, Then all this will be over. We can start new lives together. Neil says, okay, God help me, but okay. I'll go get the car. Just wait here. Neil rushes to his car, but when he gets there, he drops his keys. When he stands back up, Angela is there. She says, Neil, you look nervous. Were you going to leave me? You were, weren't you? How could you? Neil, I loved you. She grabs his head and snaps his neck. Like, definitely went a little ragey right there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a little overboard. Uh, A little bit. Like, he was just walking fast to his car. Like, and who knows? He might have been trying to get away. I think he was. But also, like... Yeah. You have no proof. (laughs) Exactly. So we cut to Sam and Dean at Angela's grave. Sam is lighting candles to prepare for the fake ritual. Sam says, you really think this is going to work? Dean says, no, not really, but it was the only thing I could come up with. (laughs) They hear twigs breaking in the distance, so Sam takes out his gun and goes searching for Angela. She sneaks up behind him, but he turns and points his gun at her. 
She says, wait, it's not what you think. I didn't ask to be brought back, but it's still me. I'm still a person. Please. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Sam shoots her right in the forehead. Like, I'm not taking that for an yeah. answer. No, thank you. <laughs> she gets pissed and starts chasing him. She tackles him and almost snaps his neck, but Dean shoots her. He keeps shooting her, which makes her back up closer and closer to her open grave, and then she falls in. Dean jumps in after her and stakes her down. She says, please, don't, then closes her eyes and goes dead again. Okay, and can I just say that in the subtitles, so I was watching this with subtitles, it yeah. said body tissue crunching sound. Oh, I know, it totally did. Like, it just like, uh, because he like, he like shoved the stake into her, but it like didn't go in all the way. He had to like keep on shoving. He did like, like try a couple times. Yeah, it was disgusting. To dig it in there. Yeah. But like, why does it have to say body tissue crunching? You know, like. I mean. <laughs> Deaf, deaf people need to know that. You know what I mean? I that's mean, the whole point. That's true, yeah, but I feel like they don't explain a lot of the sounds like that. You yeah. know, like it'd be one thing if they did that for like, you know, like stab like a squelching sound when somebody gets stabbed yeah. or whatever, you know, but like Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked it though. I was like, all right. <laughs> Dean says, What's dead should stay dead. So we cut to the morning. Sam and Dean have just finished reburying Angela. Sam says, rest in peace. Dean says, for good this time, okay? (laughs) Um, They start walking away. And Sam says, you know, this whole fake ritual thing, luring Angela into the cemetery, pretty sharp. But did we have to use me as bait? (laughs) Dean Dean says, I figured you were more her type, you know. She had pretty crappy tasting guys. (laughs) Oh, the digs. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, I think she broke my hand. <laughs> Dean laughs and says, you're just too fragile. We'll get it looked at later. Mm-hmm. Dean looks back at his mom's gravestone. Sam says, you want to stay for a while? Dean says, no. And they get in baby and drive away. After a while, Dean pulls the car over to the side of the road and they both get out. Like very randomly, just like all of a sudden just cuts yeah. across traffic and pulls over. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, what is it? Dean says, I'm sorry. Sam's like, for what? Dean says, the way I've been acting, and for Dad, well, he was your dad, too. It's my fault that he's gone. I know you've been thinking it. So have I. Doesn't take a genius to figure it out. Back at the hospital, I had a full recovery. It was a miracle. And five minutes later, Dad's dead and the cold's gone. You can't tell me there's not a connection there. I don't know how the demon was involved. I don't know how the whole thing went down exactly. But Dad's dead because of me. That much I know. Sam says, we don't know that. Not for sure. Dean says, Sam, you and Dad, you're the most important people in my life. And now I never should have come back. It wasn't natural. It was supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say that. (laughs) Um, He says, and now look what's come of it. I was dead and I should have stayed dead. You wanted to know how I was feeling. Well, that's it. So tell me, what could you possibly say to make that all right? And then he single man tears. Another single man tear. Yeah. Or the perfect, the one perfect the tear. The one perfect tear. <laughs> yeah. And it was been building for a while. Like you could yeah. see it, like his eye like watering up and he held on to it. <laughs> I was, oh my gosh. Okay. So during this episode, I'm just like sitting there like watching his eyeballs. Like I wasn't really paying much attention to what he was saying other than like, there's going to be a single man tear. Yeah. There's going to be a single man tear. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. There it goes. Oh, yeah. there it is. You know? Yeah. And then was I, I was beautiful. expecting to see another one, but there wasn't one. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a little bit disappointing but <laughs> and credits <laughs> <laughs> okay so my thoughts okay <laughs> so this is like the very beginning is like the least supernatural thing like because usually it's like this is how they introduce like, oh right the bad thing or whatever and yeah. 
I mean, I guess they did do that, but there it was just kind of like a just a girl dying in a car accident. Yeah, yeah, like what in the world is going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the CGI when they're in the car talking is totally back to being horrendous. Oh, is it? I didn't even notice. Like, what? I don't remember. They were driving in the car at the beginning. I think is when it was, and they were talking about what were they talking about? I don't remember. But yeah, like. I just remember going, oh, man, you know, like... That's too bad. Like, they did it again. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, like, <sighs> Sam is just reading way too much into, like, everything in this episode. Yeah. And it's just driving me nuts. Like, I mean, I get it. He wants to help his brother, but mm-hmm. it's just, like, dude, give it a rest, you know? Like, I don't know why I, it didn't, like, I wasn't irritated, by Sam in this episode for Oh, some I definitely reason. was. <laughs> I totally wasn't. That's really funny. I think it's probably, like, I'm one of those type of people, though, that, like, if I'm not ready to talk about it, like, stop asking. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and to me, it was like, Sammy was just, like, annoying because of that, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I, I, I deal, I guess, more like Dean in this, in that way, yeah. like, in this episode. I, I'm just like, okay, if something is driving me nuts or whatever, or if I'm, like, frustrated with myself about something or whatever, like... I'm not going to talk about it until I want to talk about it. Yeah. Like, I have to, like, process it on my own first mm-hmm. before I can, like, you know, word vomit at people, I guess, if the last, yeah. like, for lack of a better thing to say. But, yeah, like, I don't know. He got on my nerves. Yeah. Just, like, a lot. Like, <laughs> like, and, like, talking about it now, I can totally see that. But at the time, I wasn't. I was just yeah. like, God, Dean, like, <laughs> fucking spit it out. Like, I mean, also that, too. I yeah. mean, to it was frustrating it was frustrating on both ends but sammy definitely frustrated me more than dean did in this episode because like in the last couple of episodes it's been like you know dean is just like grouchy and just being a little bit of a jerk Mm -hmm. and sam's just like dude like talk to me about it and then sam just like went way overboard in this one yeah (laughs) okay (sighs) but anyways (laughs) those are my thoughts (laughs) So, uh, what's your favorite moment from this one? My favorite moment is when Sam is in the motel room by himself and <laughs> he is about to watch Casa Erotica 4. <laughs> I just love how, like, he played he played that scene like it could have gone either way. Like, he just stumbled across it and was like, what's this? Or he went searching for it. Like, it's up in the air. We'll never know. We probably will. But won't. it was just so, like, out of the blue. You know what I mean? Like, Sammy. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, he's a grown-ass man. He must do that sometimes. I guess. I don't know. He kind of comes across as the one that, like, would be... Like, I can't do that. It's too wrong, you know? Yeah, you just never know. <laughs> I mean, you don't. It was just interesting to see that side of him where he was definitely contemplating it at the very least. <laughs> he was thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Um, so my favorite moment was um, when... Sam and Dean bust into Neil's place and they're like, Neil, it's your grief counselors. We've come to hug. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good. <laughs> Considering, like, Dean is the last person to give somebody a hug, usually. Right. At least, you know, like, at this point. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but. That's totally true. I mean, you know, hug- hugs are given later on. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. So. That's that. 
So our interesting facts from this episode. Um, so the crew of Supernatural inherited the dead tree scene in the cemetery from the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I haven't seen, but that's like one of those movies that... I remember, oh gosh, I was probably in like 7th or 8th grade, and that was like a huge thing. Like, I know so many people that like got older siblings or like older friends or whatever to like buy them tickets and get them in. Oh, really? You know, like there was a lot of people that smuggled themselves into that movie. I don't remember (laughs) if I've seen that one, to be honest with you. There are so many exorcism movies that I was just kind of like burnt out when that one came out. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like based off a true story, but... Yeah, a lot of them are. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen it, and I feel like it might be one of those things that I, I don't mm-hmm. see. I don't know. I mean, I saw The Exorcist. Yeah. But I feel like that's on a whole different, like, <laughs> the yeah. newer stuff is on a whole different level. It's a little more creepy. Yeah, oh, for so. sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> so, this tree is also the same tree that featured prominently in the season one episode of Scarecrow. So, the oh. one that they burnt down okay because of the you know i don't remember thinking like i've seen that tree before yeah i don't remember that either yeah i mean i don't know it looked like so much smaller like like looking back and trying to think about both of them like the one in this episode seemed much smaller yeah than that the one in the field scarecrow yeah or in the orchard sorry but Mm yeah um so, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things is the title of a 1972 zombie movie in which a group of actors led by their director performs a black magic ritual on an island graveyard and causes the dead to rise and kill them all. Oh. I didn't know that was a movie. <laughs> they bite back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and, you know, it might not end so well for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I definitely haven't... I've never even, like, heard of Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. either. I mean... I, I remember the title of this episode, but that's... Mm-hmm. I just remember it from Supernatural. <laughs> um, so, when Sam refers to the myth of zombies, he says that there are many legends of the walking dead. Um, so, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays John Winchester, was later cast in AMC's The Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. So it's kind of like a tie-in before the tie-in. Well, like. <laughs> this was before the show was made yeah even started yeah um but they were um comic books before oh really yes yes they're comic books um before the show started yeah a couple years so they were comic books first and then supernatural started so so it is referencing that oh okay yeah i was thinking just of the tv show not a like yeah yeah, i didn't know yeah they made yeah they made the show after the comics nifty Mm -hmm. the more you know yeah (laughs) Um, okay. So, Jared Padalecki filmed this entire episode with a broken hand, which he broke during the stunt for the last episode, and he actually does mention it, and he's like, I think she broke my hand, and he's, like, holding his hand all funny, and, like, he goes to, like, shut the door of baby when he gets in the car, and he's, like, reaching across his body with his left hand. Yeah, I noticed that. So, it was his right hand, folks. (laughs) He broke his right hand. Um, and I don't know, like, did it say anything about, like, what he was doing? Like, it just said during a stunt? During or? a stunt, yeah. They didn't huh. say what he was doing. That's interesting. I also read that he broke his wrist and not his hand, but I don't, so I don't know which one is right. I mean, I feel like if he said he broke his hand in the thing and was holding, I mean, I, yeah. he might have broken his hand. That makes more sense, yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. He could say that he broke one thing and break something else, but... <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. So, our, uh, our research for this week was <laughs> about... Uh, oh, hold on. I've lost it. Here we are. Um, this is also from the Ranker website, which we seem to frequent. <laughs> yes. That's um, funny. Yeah. So this article is about 12 times we thought the U- or thought the zombie apocalypse was upon us. Oh. I saw us before zombie and it was like in the next line down and like right before the word zombie and in the US. What? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um so there the first time um, there was a zombie attack brought on by bath salts, <laughs> which is a drug. Yes, so there it says there's two types of bath salts, the nice fizzy ones you put in the tub to help you relax, mm-hmm. and synthetic cathinones. I think I, I said know. that right. Um, extreme stimulants synthesized to mimic the effects of the Koch plant. Um, if you ever have trouble discerning which one is good for you, check out the case of Rudy Eugene. In 2012, Eugene was in Miami, high on bath salts, when he ran into a homeless man he took issue with. From there... <laughs> It got bad. <laughs> um, so the police say they found Eugene naked, hunched over a partially undressed man chewing on his face. I remember um, <laughs> that. I remember hearing about that when it, when it happened. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, I totally like, remember. Because it was, was a big deal. It's not like it was that long no, ago. No, it wasn't. It was a big deal on the internet. Everyone was like, zombies are happening in Florida. I vaguely remember something to that effect. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember like when people are why. like messed up stuff happens in florida this is what i think about first oh yeah <laughs> i mean you know yeah. <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> right <laughs> so um people were pointing guns and shouting at eugene and he turned around growled and then went right back to eating the guy's face oh my god he was just so hungry yeah so the cops eventually got him and rushed his um victim to the hospital where the man was missing 75 to 80 percent of his face oh my god like he went to town on him that's so upsetting there's like nothing left you know like yeah like oh this disgusting um there's another one in florida okay (laughs) so it says florida zombies strike again um so, in 2016, which is just a couple years ago, a 19-year-old stormed away from a family dinner and attacked a couple in their garage. He stabbed them to death and began to eat the dead man's face. Um, the neighbor called the police who used a canine unit, a stun gun, and the physical force of four officers to stop him from eating the dead guy. Holy crap. Like, dude, the dog, the gun, and four cops to get him off the guy. That's amazing. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, so after he was detained, the kid slipped into a coma and was unconscious for weeks. Um, he was finally released from the hospital and faced charges, um, and he lost nearly 50 pounds in the hospital, and his father came forward to say he thought his son was poisoned, which is what, you know, caused him to go ballistic. But, I see. I mean, yeah, that's just kind of weird. That is, like, Yeah. <laughs> After a family dinner, like, did you do it? You know, right. like, did you poison him? Is that what's going on That's here? That's interesting, yeah. Like, I don't know. There's got to be more to that story. There's definitely got to be more to that story than yeah. they're letting on. Um, so the next one is a Texan zombie eats his friend, zombie eats his friend's dog. Um, disgusting. 
Um, so in 2012, a 22-year-old guy was enjoying some synthetic marijuana when he seemed to suddenly become a real-life zombie. Um, his friends realized something was wrong when the man growled and rounded at them on all fours. Oh my god. That's like Can you sketchy imagine? horror movie yeah. nonsense. They locked him out and called the cops. Um, so the family dog came running, and upon seeing the dog, the man choked the animal and began to eat it alive. Oh, jeez. Disgusting. So the dog obviously didn't survive. Um, and when the police got there, the man was just, like, sitting there in a pool of dog blood. That's so sad. So sad, but also, like, what? You know, like, how, like... Jesus. Synthetic marijuana, what is that? You know, like, why is it making people do these things? Like, and why all of a sudden did he become, like, rabid? Who knows? I don't know. I don't like it. Um, so, (laughs) there's one where, in India, a woman ate her own child in 2015. Um, she was, like, the lady was, like, slicing off a piece of the kid and eating her. Um, Oh, my God. So, she, the, the neighbors beat her up and blamed the behavior on alcohol and hunger, um, they, the police came and saved her from the angry mob, basically, and got her medical care. Um, her husband hadn't been seen for some time, and who knows what happened to him afterwards. <laughs> uh, okay. But, um. That's fucked up. So, yeah, like, oh, Like, what no. makes you do that sort of stuff? No. I don't know. Like, some people are just sick. Um, so... Big Lurch, who I have no idea, is apparently, it looks like a rapper. Yeah. So, a rapper, um, he transformed apparently into something that many argued wasn't really human. Um, so after an accident, he had severe pain, so he started with the PCP, and they said, in retrospect, probably a bad idea. Right. Well, no kidding. Right, right. <laughs> um, so one night in 2002, he attacked a woman that was staying with him and killed her. Um, he disemboweled her, ate parts of her face and lungs. Apparently, what is it with the faces? Like, I don't know. Why are they eating their faces of yeah, all things? Yeah, that's so strange. Like, ugh. Um, so when the police found him, he was standing naked in the street, drenched in blood, screaming at the sky. Oh um, my god. From an outside perspective, there's no doubt the whole tragic incident brings so- thoughts of zombies to mind. Well, like, yeah. Absolutely. Like, okay. Also, slightly werewolfy. Yeah, that's so I would scary. think, you know, just like screaming at the sky in the middle of the night. Right. Like, okay. Um, so, a man in China also ate a woman's face after a traffic dispute, so road rage people. Oh, no. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) It's really real. That's horrible. Uh, Um, so, in 2012, uh, there was a drunk bus driver who basically became a zombie. He dashed out of the bus station, hopped onto a woman's car, and began, began pummeling the hood and windshield. Um, the driver tried to escape, but was attacked by this guy who chewed on her face. Uh, oh, my God. What, like, again, what the face is. What is the whole face Yeah, thing? I don't know. Uh, witnesses tried to stop the attack, but were over... Tried to stop the attack, sorry, but were overwhelmed by the power and the ferocity of the bus driver. Um, eventually, the police arrived and halted the feast. The woman survived, but required plastic surgery. Um, and the reasons for the attack don't exactly remain clear. <laughs> um, That's so scary. Like, 
sketchy bus driver just goes and starts chewing on somebody's face. Yeah. That's not okay. None of this is okay. <laughs> oh. I wonder why the face is, you know? I wonder if, like, because most of these people are, like, high. Or, like, hallucinating or drunk somehow. Or hallu- yeah. yeah, hallucinating. So their faces must look somehow scary and they, that's like the first that's thing. how like, they're gonna attack chew it chew on it yeah you think they'd like maybe instead of looking scary it just looks delicious maybe, i don't know maybe it looks like a big basket of french fries or something <laughs> curly know? fries yeah <laughs> go arby's <laughs> jack in the box curly fries are way better see okay i grew up with like loving arby's curly fries and i yeah. hadn't really had jack in the box Jack in the Box. <laughs> oh no, Jack in the Box's curly fries mm-hmm. until like just a handful of years ago. Yeah, and because I was always like Arby's is so much better, and I just think I just can't get over the Arby's curly fries. They're just they're so good. I get it. I that's, that's the way I feel about Jack in the Box curly fries. <laughs> yeah, so they're just yeah. We were meant to be. Yeah. I get it. Like, I remember reading something in probably, like, middle school where this girl was, like, I don't even remember. She, like, wrote Arby's and asked for, like, curly – she's like, was saying how much she loved the curly fries and blah, 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 and they, like, gave her free curly fries for life. That's like, amazing. What? And I remember being so jealous because I was like, I love those things. Yeah. What? You know, that like, is not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. It's like, dude, share the wealth. For real. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> so, so this next uh, zombie incident, uh, it just the title is Zombies in Haiti are Basically Slaves. Oh. What? <laughs> um, so Haiti apparently has a long history with zombie culture. And um, some... Zombies are considered a very real group of people, although they are secretive and rather creepy. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, practitioners of voodoo in, he- in Haiti believe a witch or other powerful being can capture the soul of a live person and control that person's body. Uh, once they have your soul, which they might keep in a jar, which, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. They can more or less do whatever they want with you, including sell you. Um, it is... Is it possible to rescue someone whose soul is sto- stolen with voodoo? <laughs> yes. Salt, haha, can help them, as well as breaking the jar the soul is in. However, in most cases, zombies remain slaves, lethargic, strong, gaunt, and not fully conscious. That's awful. Um, this all sounds completely ludicrous, but there are documented cases from trustworthy sources. Um, in 1937, Zora Neale Hurston... Uh, traveled to Haiti to investigate zombie culture and discovered Felicia Felix, Felix Mentor, a woman villagers insisted was under the control of a voodoo pr- practitioner. After investigating the case, Hurston concluded the woman was in fact being controlled by someone and used as a slave, though the method of control was drugs, not voodoo mind control. Wow. So, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> They're just like drugging people and saying do these things yeah like okay not gonna lie (laughs) i've been watching vampire diaries lately (laughs) right and my mind immediately goes to like the compulsion yeah yeah (laughs) i compel you to do these things right okay you know same thing i guess i mean pretty much just with drugs instead of weird eyeball things (laughs) weird eyeball things um so this one says kids are coming back from the dead to ask for a glass of water 
Um, in 2014, a family in the Philippines was laying their little girl to rest when the three-year-old moved her head, opened her eyes, and looked into her father's face. She was given a glass of water, which she requested, and then rushed to the hospital where, we, where she miraculously recovered. Um, and there's a video of it, too. Like, she wow. just, like, apparently wakes I have not watched the video, but she's, like, you know, in her little casket or whatever, and then all of a sudden she's just like, hey, guys, can I have some water? <laughs> like... That's what? amazing. That is amazing. That so, is the best case scenario. I know, right? Well, so here's the thing is that this isn't the only time that this has happened. So in 2012 in Brazil, a two-year-old boy lying in an open casket sat up, turned to his father, asked for a glass of water, and when he laid back down, he died again almost instantly. Oh, Which, that's, so that's a little bit more, like that's gonna throw you through a loop more yeah you know like it's like oh my god because like imagine the like horrendous like my kid is gone and then all of a sudden they're like hey can i have a glass of water and you're just like what you know like yeah oh my gosh you're alive and then they just like lay back down and die again like so sad what like hopes up and dashed immediately within like a handful of minutes so sad um so in venezuela a man came back to life during his own autopsy Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, sketchy. So, this guy in 2007, after being pronounced dead um, after a highway accident, was taken for an autopsy um, and came to in immense amounts of pain um, as the coroner cut open his body. Well, no kidding. Right. That is, is like, a huge fear. Yeah. (laughs) So, he didn't need anyone, but he did sue the pants off of the people that declared him dead. Good. Good, good, good. (laughs) I mean, like... Check for a pulse, people. Like, what is going on? I don't understand. God, that's terrifying. Uh, um, So, the next one, even Ebola can't always keep someone down. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, So, there, in Liberia, this was in front of a news camera. A cremation crew was putting a body in a bag when suddenly the man started to move. Um, a crowd gathered as the responders put the man on a gurney and rushed him to the hospital. Jeez. <laughs> he just, like, woke up. Here's yeah. the thing. It's like, I feel like all of these incidents could be summarized in make sure they're actually dead. Right, exactly. Not like, oh, I think they're dead. It's like, the, I'm not dead yet. Yes, you are. I'm feeling better. <laughs> right. I, I think I'll go for a walk. <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monty Python. Yes, yes. I love it so much. <laughs> um, so, this one, um, it said that zombies awake from the dead and they come back hungry for brains. Um, so, this lady definitely came back hungry, but not for brains. <laughs> um, in 2012, um, a neighbor of this Chinese woman found the 95-year-old showing every sign of being dead. Um, to be generous, the neighbor placed her in a coffin uh, feeling a bit peckish, the apparently undead 95-year-old got up out of the coffin six days after being put in. Oh, my God. Um, her family found her in the kitchen preparing food. <laughs> that is crazy. Six days. Six days of just, like, laying there, I no. guess. <laughs> what a nice nap. Um, yeah. Her neighbors had taken or destroyed all of her possessions after assuming she was dead, which, that would suck. Like, you come back and your stuff's gone. Just, like, none of it's there anymore. That's crappy. (laughs) So, the last one is zombie foxes are apparently real. 
Um, so it's not just humans getting in on the zombie. Um, in New Jersey in 2016, a guy spotted an odd-looking fox, which attacked him, biting through his clothes and into his hip. Um, he managed to pry the fox off, but it was relentless. The mangy beast attacked over and over, no matter how many times the guy kicked it. Um, the animal eventually got stuck in a fence, allowing him to escape, um, and it was gone when he went back to look for it later. <laughs> the guy says, it was like a terminator or a zombie. And that's why you always have a dog that outweighs a fox. <laughs> oh, yeah. That fox like, probably had rabies. It was probably rabid and yeah. mangy, you know, yeah. like, just, like, just really sick. It probably, yeah. like, let's be honest, went off somewhere and died after yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. But, like... Still, I would not want to be... Like, did he go in for his rabies shots? God, I, I hope, hope so. so. Yeah, like, I really hope so. Why would you not after an incident like that? Yeah. That just sounds so like scary. a bad idea to not get checked out in every way you can. Exactly. Like, You'd have even, to. Even if you don't think it's a problem, you know? Like, right. Check everything. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. <laughs> I am a big fan of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, what was your idiot or ass butt moment? So, my editor aspect moment was coming back from my bachelorette party this weekend, which was awesome, by the way. It was so much uh, fun. It was fun. <laughs> um, it was really nice to just, like, get away and, um, you know, not have to deal with wedding planning stuff and yeah. just, like, hang out with people and have kind of, like, a relaxing weekend. Um, <laughs> so on the way back, there was this guy who we were, I think we were on 18, and... We were driving, so, like, we were pretty much lined side by side. Like, we were a little bit behind him, but, like, not even in his blind spot. Like, if he were to even, like, slightly look over, he would have seen us. Yeah. And we're driving along, thinking nothing of it, because, like, he can see us, right? And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, he just, like, starts coming into our lane. Like, no blinker, no nothing. Just starts, like, cutting into our lane, and, like, like he was going to get over. Like, wasn't paying attention. And so I, like, (laughs) Jessica was, like, (gasps) and then I look, and I'm, like, (gasps) yeah. I'm, like, hitting the brakes, you know, to try and, yeah. like, because I didn't want somebody behind me to hit me, but I'm, right. like, trying to, like, hit the brakes, but, like, still keep going so he can, like, get in front of me if he was going to keep going. Yeah. But, and then he, like, all of a sudden just, like, swerves back over into his lane, and so I, like, speed up and go by him because I'm, like, I'm not trusting you anymore, and yeah. he just is, like, he just looks out his window and waves as we're going by, oh, man. and it's, like, dude, what yeah. ass butt, you know, right. like, first of all, use a blinker, second of all, like, look, look where you're going, yeah. where you're driving, like, he didn't seem at all concerned, like, he looked a little bit sheepish when he was waving, but he, like, clear, like, he just, like, looked it to us to the side and just was, like, waving at us as we went by, and we're, like, Dude, what is life, what are you, you almost doing, yeah. like, you literally almost ran us off the road here, yeah, like, ugh, so that's my, uh, ass butt moment, yeah, <laughs> That's scary. It was a little bit scary, but it was okay because we got Indian food afterwards, so it made it all better. <laughs> that Indian food was amazing. It was so good. Ugh. I hadn't had it in so long. I know. I needed it. I did, too. <laughs> so my idiot or aspect moment um, happened a couple weeks ago, actually. Eric and I were both leaving the house at the same time, so I was in one car, and I had Killian in the back, and Eric was in another car. And I, like, backed out of the driveway and left the neighborhood before Eric had even left the driveway. So there's a Starbucks really close to our house. So I went there, and um, as I'm I'm pulling up in the drive-thru, Eric is in the car in front of me, like... Like, Eric and his car are in front of me in line. And I was just like, I couldn't even handle it. Like, (laughs) like, I was just like, 
I mean, in my mind, he had just, like, maybe not even left the neighborhood yet. Like, how did this even happen? <laughs> and so I called him, and I was like, how did you get there? And I'm thinking, like, okay, there's only two possibilities. One, my husband is a time traveler. <laughs> and I am like, I'm like, this is how you're going to let me find out? Like, I'm pissed. You know? Like, you didn't tell me this before? Yeah. yeah. Two, the only other option was that there was a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> and I am like, holy shit. I am, like, in a Matrix. <laughs> like, like, shit is not okay. Like, machines are feeding off of my, like, weird, frail body. Right? <laughs> like... It's not okay. I'm in a computer simulation. (laughs) And and they fucked up. Oh, we got to watch those. (laughs) So, oh, man. So I just, I, and I called him and he was like, hey. And I'm like, how did you get in front of me? And he's laughing. So apparently there are two entrances into this, um, like, strip mall that has a Starbucks. And I took the longer way. So he apparently took the very short way. And that's how he ended up there. But I just, like, could not deal with it <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah like so i was like oh okay that's and he's laughing he thinks it's hilarious and i was so freaked out we get off the phone and i was just so like overwhelmed with emotion that i just burst into tears <laughs> in the car yeah driving in the car in the car that's right <laughs> so that happened but then he was really nice and bought my coffee for me so that was sweet that is sweet yeah <laughs> but man i was just i was it was it was just so, like, perplexing. <laughs> and then I just felt ridiculous because I'm bawling my eyes out because I was just overwhelmed. <laughs> overwhelmed by the Starbucks line. <laughs> yeah. I was just overwhelmed. That, like, I thought my, I, like, legit thought was, like, my husband is motherfucking Doctor Who, like, right now. <laughs> like, he is time traveling. And how did he get the car to time travel with him? And, it's a TARDIS. Uh, yeah. I know. I was just like, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> How so. is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that kid with the, the um, oh, he went to the doc or the dentist's office or something and they like, conked about. And he's like, is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be this way forever? <laughs> it's like, oh. I know. I just, I was really like, I, am I Am I dreaming? I, I mean, I knew that I wasn't dreaming. So I was like, the only explanations are a glitch in the matrix or my time traveling husband. <laughs> I mean, both fairly decent explanations, I guess, if that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So. But I was just, I don't know, I was just very overwhelmed. So. <laughs> I don't blame you. That would freak me out a little bit. I'd yeah. be like, I, I wouldn't immediately go to matrix or time traveling. I'd just be like have I been going the wrong way this whole time? Like, well, clearly I have, you know, but I was like, just like, it was just so confusing. What is happening? Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaswhatspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thank you again. Thank you.